What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark, and I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who want to make more money, change more people's lives, and have more of an impact in the world without spending any money on ads, websites, or even a funnel. Now, I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years, and in the last two years, I've helped over 500 online fitness coaches quit their jobs and take their businesses online. Also, 50 of those students are over 10K each and every single month. Now, thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, online fitness coaches? It is your mentor, B Mark Fit, coming at you with another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. Today, I'm joined by one of my best friends, my business partner, my confidant, Mr. Cole De Silva. What's up, Cole? What's going on, fam? How you doing? Dude, I'm having the best day of my whole life. How you doing? <laughs> I'm having a fucking great day. I'm a little tired, but good. That's good. So guys, before we get into the podcast, I just want to express a lot of gratitude for you guys. Right now, the podcast, we recently got named top 50 business podcast to be listening to for business in all of Canada and top 200 in all of the United States. So I'm just really grateful for every single one of you guys that tunes in to every single episode and shows me love. It means a lot. And I just want to say thank you. In today's episode, we're going to get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about getting rid of the sheep ass mindset and developing a wolf mindset. Now, we're going to be talking about this with Cole because Cole De Silva gets it, man. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a backstory on Cole and how me and Cole first got together. We're going to be talking about how he built his coaching business from zero to $20,000 a month and then became a partner with Aesthetic Nation and PT Domination. So Cole, why don't we give the people a little bit of a backstory when me and you first got together, bro? Like when you first kind of like came across my IG or whatever. So where were you at in your life? What were you doing? Who's Cole? What's the backstory? All right. So you want the origin, like what caused me to first reach out to you then? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, bro. I want the origin. Give me the origin. All right. right. With kind of keeping it as close as we can to when I first actually met Brian, we're going to talk about when I was inspired with BC. So guys, for everybody who don't know me, my name is Cole DeSilva. I used to be an iron worker. That's actually what I did before me and Brian met. And while I was an iron worker, I was also severely addicted to Percocets, eating around four to six a day. Okay, depending on what the day was like, and I would drink consistently. And I'm talking about like, I'd go into work drunk. And then I would right after I was done work, I'd go get drunk again. So I was in a pretty dark place. And there's a bunch of things that ended up happening. I'm not going to go too in depth on them unless Brian does ask me here. But there was one turning moment where I just reached a point where I didn't want to be that loser for lack of a better term anymore i didn't want to be that fucking guy i wanted to be better i wanted to start taking care of my body i wanted to take my life to the next fucking level so i started working out like crazy we were actually working in sparwood bc at the time and i was going to the gym every fucking day i was meal prepping in this like shitty little motel fucking kitchen with like scratched up pans and like nasty looking shit and one of my coworkers was like yo you should contact this guy named brian he's training my fiance's brother right now and he knows what he's talking about but he's only training fitness competitors is what the fuck was told to me and right away i'm like nah, i'm good bro i don't want to train yeah. the fitness competition because number one as much as i was like i admired those guys that never really fucking called to me to do a fitness yeah. competition right yeah and then finally, after like a day of him being like, cool, just fucking do it. You're already hiring all these other bullshit programs. Just check them out. I'm like, fine. So I remember calling Brian at lunch and Brian was like, yo, well, first off, before I even get to coach you, I need to see what you look like. So I remember standing basically three quarters naked in our fucking lunch hall with a bunch <laughs> of random like construction workers getting photos taken of me. And then I'm talking to him on the phone and I'm like, yeah, dude, I just like want to get into shape. I want to like blah, 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 blah. I don't really remember what was said. But long story short, Heats told me, okay, dope. Well, if you 
want to join, you're going to do a fitness competition in 12 weeks. I'm like, nah, bro, that's not for me. He's like, you're going to do it. He's like, you got to do it. I'm like, that's just not for me. He's like, well, if you're not going to do that, I'm not going to coach you. And then something about that, like, fuck you, you're going to do what I said, which is basically been my mentality forever. Kind of like, I was like, all right, motherfucker, let's go bet. Sounds good to me. So I was like, yo, let's go. Sounds good. And then it was the first words that he said to me as soon as we started working together, where it was like, if I see you drinking, or if I see you doing any drugs, or hear of you doing any of those things, I'll drop you instantly. And that type of mindset has always resonated with me. So it just triggered the relationship that you guys see today. Yeah, it's funny, because I remember when you first applied in your type form, you were mentioning that you were like, just recently quitting drinking. And you were like, I didn't know anything about the Percocets at the time. You just mentioned that you were like, you were trying to get out of the party life is basically what your application said. And so for me, I'm always like a big believer that like, you can't be in two places at one time. So if you're like trying to be fit and you're trying to be healthy, like you can't be fit and healthy and also like be in the party life. Like you need to choose one or the other. And so I was like, if you're in this, like you're in this. So Cole De Silva started prepping with me. And back when I was a fitness coach for competitors, Cole actually... He was, dude, Cole's the cute motherfucker, man. <laughs> this is how my coaching program worked, right? So we do training plans, meal plans, accountability, et cetera. And one of the things that I believed is I wanted to have a slight edge on every single other person that was entering the show. And so we would do posing sessions once a week. Yeah. Once a week, we'd get together at my house and I would run everyone through posing sessions. I'd give them feedback. I'd help them develop their routine. We'd work through their turns, et cetera. So there was like posing session every Saturday at like 9 a.m. Cole would be there every Saturday at 8.50 a.m. knocking on my apartment door because it was in my like apartment and we do it in the gym. He'd knock on my apartment door just like ready to go. And I'm like, bro, posing doesn't start for 10 minutes. But he was there. Like he was there 10 minutes early. He was there right on time every single time. Bro, when you were there, like there was a lot of other people that were competing in the same show and like they were doing decent, but like you were like always on it. Like every single day, you're the first person to send me your check in every single week. It was a 5 a.m. every time, 10 out of 10 on your meal plan every single time. Every single day, you were like there for posing practice. You were sending me videos every day. What was your mindset around that? Because I know you were also working 12 hours a day for construction. My mindset's been pretty simple for a long time. And this is actually funny because I've had a lot of friends kind of like talk to me about this where they see the mentality in me, even though sometimes I don't notice it myself. Like, yo, when I want to do something, it's just like that's the end all be all of what's going to happen. So yeah, I was showing up and I saw all these other competitors that were showing up with us. I was going to compete against fucking most of them. I knew that they were all just grinding. So I was like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to outwork you. That was literally mm-hmm. my mindset. Like when I put my mind to something, I refuse to be on what like fucking outworked, period. And I know it's a pretty cliche saying, like everybody says that, right? Like I will not be outworked. And they listen to all these fucking Eric Thomas motivational videos talking about how they're going to be the biggest beast in the room, et cetera. But then they don't fucking show up for themselves. And I've just never really believed in that. Like if I don't truly like something, then I don't usually go at it 100%. But if I'm really going to go for something, then I'm going to go all out because what the fuck's the point of doing it if you're not going to? It doesn't make any sense. No, I get it. And I think Mm -hmm. that I'm briefly going to touch on this and we're going to get deep dive into it later. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of people say they're going to go all out. And a lot of people say they're going to show out, but then their actions always never speak it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, why is my life changing? But they're not actually doing the shit that's necessary. And so when you went to that fitness competition, you won first place in overall. And you actually beat out a lot of the other competitors I was training and yep. some were bigger than you. Yeah, um, like 35 pounds heavier than me. By 35 pounds, they were significantly bigger, but your posing was perfect because you practice every single day and you were shredded because you never missed a meal. And so there were a lot of people that were upset about that, but 
like your actions spoke louder than your words. It's like you weren't just saying it. You were like showing up. You were doing everything that was required of you in order to win that show. And you won that show. And so I remember after you won that show, you came up to me and you're like, yo, man, like I love what this did for my lifestyle. Like I want to be a trainer for Aesthetic Nation. And I literally looked at you and I said, the only way I'm going to make you a trainer is if you win your next show. Yeah, I remember that conversation pretty wholeheartedly. So like the one thing that I've always kind of considered myself is like I'm cocky in silence. And what I mean is like when I'm going through any sort of competition, like I love boxing right now. And there's a lot of things that I believe I should be doing, but I'm not going to preach that in front of other people. I don't really like talking shit because I don't see a point in it. So when it came to like competing against other people who are bigger than me, I was like, yo, I'm just going to outwork you and crush you. And then when you said those words to me, like the, if you don't, basically you're not going to become a trainer if you don't win your next show, then that was just like, fuck everybody, bro. Like <laughs> I still, I was like, there's no way I'm losing this next show, but I just went into it like super again, cocky in silence because that was just the end all be all goal for me. Like I kind of saw a light at the end of the tunnel after I won the first show when I was mm -hmm. like, maybe I can make a career out of this, even though some, like I really enjoy it. So then that was just it. It was like, let's fucking go all in. So dude, at the time, uh, this was something that a lot of people don't know about you. But at the time, you were financially struggling and you never told me this. But, you know, part of winning your next show, like you said, you wanted to be a trainer. I'm like, okay, that's great. So you got to win your next show. I'm like, and you need to be certified because you don't have your personal trainer certification right now. So like you did really good. You won your show, but like you still don't know what the fuck you're talking about when it comes to like doing training plans and nutrition plans. So you need to get your certification. So I told you, you needed to get your certification and you needed to win your next show. So I'm basically giving you these like hoops to jump through. You were also like, like you just spent a bunch of time partying. So it's not like you had a bunch of money saved up. Can you tell the audience what you did in order to pay? Because you didn't tell me this until... Yeah. After until we were already in the team until everything was happening. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into this, most people will use money as a reason that they're not accomplishing their goals, right? Mm -hmm. Most people will say, I don't have the money to hire a trainer, or, you know, I don't have the money to hire a business coach, or I just can't afford to be in this program, or this is, you know, I really want to make this work, but, 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 but money, what did you do? So first off guys, to give you a little bit of a breakdown on why I was so quote unquote, not financially stable is because of my Percocet and drinking problems, guys. Like when I meant like I had money problems, it was like I took out a $10,000 loan to buy a car, went in, talked them down because I'm good at talking to give the car to me for $3,000 and spent the rest on fucking drugs and alcohol. I had two credit cards that were fucking racked completely all the way up. I have a $2,300 overdraft in my bank account and I would always be at negative $1,000. I wouldn't be at like fucking zero. It'd be negative 1,000. So paying for Brian, who was by the way, charging me $350 a month at that time and trying to fucking do my certification, which cost me, I think it was like $1,000 was an insane amount. So I just started selling everything. So like low key, it's even, it's like kind of a running joke in my family too. Cause I sold my brother's video games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my my older brother's video games he's like you motherfucker took my games and sold them too and i was like yeah i I'm, i gotta get them back for that shit because it always bugs me about it but yeah i like i sold my xbox i sold video games i sold fucking random watches i had i sold like random shit i actually ended up lucking out because while i was doing all this i bought a snowboard because i wanted to go learn how to snowboard and they sent me an extra one so i hustled to get like triple the price for that one i basically just did whatever i fucking could to get myself high enough financially to invest in the coach that was helping me change my life. 
And yeah, Brian had no idea this was happening, by the way. I had no idea. So like Cole was on time for all payments. I never like never had to hassle him. And by the way, this was back in the day, online coaches. E-transfers. Yeah, I didn't know about PayPal auto subscription. So I was getting my clients to send me e-transfers every single month. So I'm like clients I would pay on time. I was always like, thank the Lord, because sometimes clients would be like two weeks, but Cole was always on time with payments. Checked in every single time. And like, guys, one of the things I look for in human beings is hunger. I talked to Cole about this like recently. I'm like, yeah. if you have hunger, like everything else is coachable. Like you can coach marketing, you can coach. Like, and when he was Cole's a fitness competitor, I'm like, I can coach you posing. I can coach you in your meal plan. I can get you shredded. We can build your shoulders. We can do whatever we need you to win the show. But I can't coach you how to be hungry. No. That's something that you either have or you don't. And like, it can be developed for sure. But Cole just like naturally had it. Cole naturally had it. So he won his next show and first place overall again. And at that point I had to fucking hire him. Cause I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hire him. So I had to hire him. I didn't really have a position for him, but I'm like, well, you're fucking hired. <laughs> and I remember there's a lot of weird fucking feels when I freaking got brought onto the team too, because it was like a who the fuck is this kid type of mentality, but we gotta bring him onto the team now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because at the time, like I had like three other trainers that were working for me, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, Hey guys, by the way, like we're hiring Cole de Silva now, and they're like, What do you like what do you mean we're hiring Cole de Silva? It was two other trainers actually. We're like, two why are you hiring Cole de Silva? Like, what is he like why he doesn't deserve a position on this team, but he did it. He earned it, bro. While you were training for that show, by the way, selling all of your games and your Xboxes and your snowboards, can you walk people through your schedule? Because money is a reason that people don't take action on their goals, but no time is also a reason that people don't take action on their goals. Can you walk people through your schedule? Yeah. Oh my God. So this is one of the reasons why a lot of people get like fucking very bad responses from me when they say that they don't have time. Because like, guys, when I was an iron worker, when I was going through all this, like in the transition, working for my shows, et cetera, I worked anywhere from eight to 12 hours. So the reason why I give that range is because if we were out of town, it was usually around 12 hours. If we were in town, it was between 8 to 10. Now, when I say 8, we start at usually 7 a.m. It wasn't like a fucking minute down the road. It was usually a 45-minute drive, so I got to leave the house by 6 a.m., meaning I got to wake up at fucking 5 a.m. to get my check-in to Brian in on time, to get fucking weighed in properly, to get my breakfast in, to prep my meals for the day, and then get out the door. Then I'd go to work. I'd work for the entire time. Wow, by the way, I'm in a lift, okay? A fucking ironworking lift, driving it with my elbows, eating chicken and fucking mustard out of a Tupperware container <laughs> in minus 35, okay? <laughs> like, not like, oh, I got to order food because work's hard. Fuck off. Then, so I'm eating my meals while I'm at work. Then I'd get off work and I'd get home. I'd get home, I'd shower, all right? Then right from there... At the time, if I'm not mistaken, I was boxing four times a week, right? I was boxing Monday to Thursday. So I would get home and I would go straight to the gym, all right? For my first training session of the day, me and my brother would go to the gym. We'd spend two hours there and I would train super fucking intensely. Then as soon as we were done our workout at the gym, we'd head home, I'd shower, I'd eat, and then we'd go to boxing for two hours. And I'd spend two hours at boxing. Then I would get home from boxing and I would spend around half an hour to an hour trying to do some sort of studying or some sort of quiz work on my certifications so I could get certified to train with Brian, all right? And looking at it, boxing usually didn't end until around 8 to 9 p.m., depending on the fucking day. And then it was around a 30-minute drive back home. Then I spent an extra hour. So I wasn't going to bed until probably 11, maybe even 12 sometimes. So I was getting around five, four to six hours of sleep a night straight for six months. All right. And that was like just that span. That wasn't the first show. That was just during that fucking six-month time. That was it. 
That was my fucking life. No fuck. Every minute was accounted for. Damn, that's crazy. And yo, like I knew that Cole was working ironworking and he won his show and he was getting a sort of training certification. So when I hired him, it was like a no brainer for me. And like over the course, like so basically after that, I hired Cole. He started at that point, like once I hired him, I think you quit ironworking pretty soon after that, didn't you? Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, I joined Ascetic Nation. And then within the first couple months, a camp that I worked at up in, what was the camp called? Sermont in Fort Mac. Mm. called me and said, yo, we have an in-person personal trainer job available. Do you want it? Because I really hit it off with the personal trainers up there when I was working there. So yeah, I quit as soon as that happened. So then he got his personal trainer job up north and he would fly for like two weeks. He'd come back. He'd work in his online business for a week, fly for two weeks, come back. But then at some point we kind of like realized like, even though he was getting a lot of in-person experience, you did three sessions. Three months in. What do you want me to just tell what happened right now? I don't want to cut you off. Okay. So what happened guys is when I first started there, the money on paper, everything was dope. All right. They said that I was going to be making around five, maybe six K a month, depending on what it was with living out allowance and everything else. I don't know if you guys know what that means with living out of town, but when you live out of town away from your house, you get a living out allowance. It's a daily allowance that you get. So that's what I was getting. However, when I got up there, it was not the fucking case. Okay. Number one, they were in the middle of selling Sermont to another company. So they fired over, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 200 something people. It was insane. Then they were switching fucking a bunch of the actual companies that were working there. So a bunch of trades started coming in and out. So the site went from like 20,000 people on it to like 5,000 in a week, which is insane. All right. It was like a ghost town. So we get up there and I went from like an expected $5,000 a month to three, which is just not okay with me because ironworking, I was making fucking at least a thousand to $2,000 more than that. Not to mention I had to pay for my own flights to get up there. Like nothing that was promised to me was actually given to me. So once I reached my three month mark, I was just getting so fucking fed up because on top of them lying to me, not getting the experience I wanted, not getting like the money that was promised to me. They had then texted me while I was at the bar with Brian and Julia and some other people literally saying a text guys. Oh, by the way, we don't have work for you for the next two weeks. So just sit tight and we'll call you when we can. So at this point, like I said, Ignatian was fucking doing awesome. Like I was making like 15 to 20 grand a month myself. And we had a couple other trainers that were on the team as well. And Cole was part-time. Like he had a couple clients here and there. One client. Yeah, one client. Okay. So you have one client. Me and Cole were at the bar and he got this text and we were like pretty drunk. I was and fucking I remember, hammered. Yeah. Yeah. I remember looking at Cole. I was like, bro, quit your job. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, quit your job. I'm like, quit your job. I'm like, I got you. Quit your job. I'm like, fuck that place. Like, it's like, doesn't matter. Quit your job. And he's like, uh, I don't know. And so like me, Cole and Julia ended up talking for like 20, 30 minutes. Cause like, obviously me and Julia were pretty close at the time too. Like we were all hanging out all the time. And Julia was worried because she's like, I don't know if you should quit your job. Like, this is like pretty risky. Like you're making money and like, you know, aesthetic nation could work, but it could not work. And like, she was pretty like, you know, she's Julia is a girl who likes structure. Okay. That's how she always is. So she makes, yeah. she likes the sustainability. So when me and Brian started this conversation, she instantly was like, uh, this is a fucking crazy. Like you're all at the bar hammered right now. So you're going to talking and I'm going to talking. So I remember me and Julia were in line to go to the washroom. And I like, she was right behind me. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I fucking got this kid. And I'm like, I know that he has one client right now. And I know that like, it seems kind of like, I'm like, I got him. I'm like, I won't fucking let Cole fail. I'm like, he's going to join the team full time. And I fucking got him. So he quit that night. He sent a text and he's like, yo, like, thank you. But I'm just not coming back. And from that point, like we woke up the next day, obviously pretty hungover, but um, I didn't. 
I don't get hangovers. I always get hangovers. I get the hangover plus depression. It's the fucking worst. That's why I don't like drinking. So from that point, Cole started applying the same work ethic that he applied to his fitness, that he applied to the business. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Like, guys, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with successful people. Yeah. Cole and I, I was like, you got one client. I'm like, work with me every single day. So I took Cole out to coffee shops and we'd work for eight to 12 hours a day, prospecting, making content, getting on phone calls with clients. I'd sit there while he calls clients and I'd give him feedback on his calls. Like every single day, yeah. we'd be to like Kawa coffee shop in Calgary. We'd go to Starbucks. We'd go to like- So many coffee shops. Purple Perk is the best. Purple Perk. Yeah. Purple Perk's the shit. Yeah, bro. We got yeah. fat off those brownies. So uh, fat. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I had to boycott brownies because of that. <laughs> but yo, same work ethic that he applied to, you know, stepping on stage and winning that he applied to his fitness journey. He applied to aesthetic nation and within like, you went from like one to 20 clients. It was like a month and a half. Yeah. So first off, I just want to get a little side note in here. So when Julia watches this episode, Brian agrees with me. Guys, little backstory. Julia still thinks that that's not how I quit my job. It is like a weird confusing because we were all drinking, but it was honestly like a, a super crazy pinnacle moment because I still remember, I'll never forget the like, Brian and Julia looking at me and we're all standing outside. And then it was just like, like, yo, that's it. Like the thing I literally just spent the last four years doing the thing I left my friends and family for. Okay. When I became an iron worker, guys, I literally like looked at my friends that I went on a road trip with and was like, yo, I, I'm leaving. I'm going to fly back to Thunder Bay, grab all my shit and leave. And they're like, what do you mean? Because when I came out here, we came out here for a road trip. I, we hung out for a week and then out of nowhere, fucking someone offered me a job. And I was like, peace and left everybody I knew behind to just come with, live with my brother in Calgary. And then there we go. So for like me to take that step, it was fucking crazy. And then we just started grinding. Like literally when guys, when we say grind, like Brian, like underselling it a little bit here we would spend like six hours at a fucking coffee shop he like would walk me through this yo cool so you're certified nutrition now but this is what it actually means to fucking do a meal plan and we deep dive into everything we deep dive into like sales everything like that you guys think it's hard to like deep dive into how to go over a sales conversation homie would watch me on the phone live and in person as i'm talking (laughs) don't do that don't do it yeah do that do that like the whole fucking time you know what i mean so it was like but because of that grind mode because i literally just took the same mentality i took for my shows the same mentality i took from everything else i've done football fucking ironworking all of it and i put it into fucking online training if i'm not mistaken within the first 30 days it was i went from one to 20 clients Dude, and at that point, he was making like around 5K a month. Yeah. And yo, the people on our team were pissed because there was a lot of people on the team at the time that were putting in part-time hours. Like they're working on their business a couple hours a day and they had other jobs and they weren't fully committed to the process. But then Cole started working with me every single day. He adopted the mindset of the same mindset that I had, which was like, you know, like I just taught him how to think, how to get on sales calls, how to act, how to like reach out to prospects. And within 30 days, like he went, from one to 20 clients because he started absorbing the mindset of an online fitness coach. And it was just this like savage mentality.
reality. And yeah, people were upset, but you just put in the work. Like you just outworked everyone. That was the thing too. I didn't even know people were upset. That was a fucking funny thing. Brian told me like way later on, like, yeah, people did not, were not happy about the success you were seeing. But guess what? I didn't fucking know because I just had blinders on about like, yo, I just went from fucking making a decent amount of money to being broke and having no cash where my girlfriend was supporting me and that's not acceptable to me. So it's time to fucking step the fuck up. And it was just grind mode. And then it was fucking first 30 days up to 20 clients. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the next month i get up gaining another fucking 10 to 15 and then it just kept going it kept going it kept going it kept going you i definitely remember 100 you comfortably stayed around 30 clients the entire time you worked at aesthetic nation yeah it was not hard at all like yeah, it 30 was, it was like easy for you to stay at 30 clients like you're always at 30 yeah and you're like the king of selling paid i remember there was one month where you sold it was like nine or ten paid in folds you made like 15 grand and you didn't stack any recurring and i'm always like yo stack recurring stack recurring and then the next month you made like four Yo, so that was actually a funny story we're going to talk about right now. So guys, when it comes to like, as an online personal trainer, everybody who know, watch, listens to this podcast or watches these videos obviously knows, all right, you have recurring and paid in full as well. I did recurring for a while, got around like 5K, all right? And it was dope. But then I fucking figured out what paid in fulls were. I had never tried one before. And when I started pitching them and people started investing in them, I was like, yo, this is fucking dope. <laughs> so I just started popping off. And it was like, had to be over 10K in paid in fulls in fucking one month or something. You made 15 grand yeah. in one month? This is back when Aesthetic Nation was first building. Yeah, just with fucking paid in fulls, guys. That's not even recurring. And then I literally was like amped. I was fucking so fucking amped. But then obviously, because like anybody who doesn't know how to fucking do anything with that shit took my foot off the gas a little bit and didn't sell fucking more recurring so the next month it was like this amount of money to this amount of money and i was like what the fuck just happened like what in the hell just happened this is insane this is fucking funny dude i remember that that was fucking funny oh uh, my god you like, like called me stressing out i'm like i told you to sell, sell fucking recurring bro i'm like I don't know <laughs> it was fucking a hilarious feeling because i literally remember like having a conversation being like i literally just had the best month of my life and now this month is stressful as fuck <laughs> like what the hell is going on what'd you spend all your money on everything because that was the big thing too, the transition between going from like addict basically spending my money on a bunch of dumb shit when it comes to drugs and everything Dude. and then switching that exactly bro and now i've got 40 pairs of shoes in my fucking closet because i'm a fucking like straight up fashion girl when it comes to the good clothes all right i'm obsessed guys so that was basically the main thing and then now i got my jewelry that i spent all my money on <laughs> that's for real we're stacking a bunch of things i probably shouldn't be buying shit all right so like obviously okay so cole went on he actually because he was so consistent there was people that were at the brand for longer than cole but i ended up making cole a partner we won't get into that story today that's another story for another time that's a deep one but i ended up making cole a partner for aesthetic nation i just straight up i was like you can have 25 percent of the business and so we just built aesthetic nation together to the point where we were like okay we're not really happy building this anymore and we started pt domination and here we fucking are so for those of you guys that don't know cole's story that is cole's story that is how he came to be fucking the wolf everybody knows him in the 10k academy people know cole as the wolf because mm -hmm. he had this live stream that we call tough love with coach cole yeah. and he goes savage which is funny i actually do want to touch on this cole because back when we worked for aesthetic nation one of the things that we never did was we were super positive all the time which we still are but we almost weren't real on social media because we were afraid of backlash yeah in calgary like there was a lot of people that didn't like that we were succeeding so we were already dealing with a shitload of like haters and criticism so we didn't 
want to be negative on social media ever. So we were always super positive and we never actually expressed how the fuck we felt sometimes when people pissed us off. But then coming into PT Domination, one of the things that we realized is that we needed to just be more of ourselves. And so can you talk about the transition from like being an online coach and always trying to like kind of make people happy to fucking being the wolf? Oh, hell yeah. So it was kind of like a weird transition, guys. Number one, how my personality came to be what it is right now is just being myself in literally every aspect of what we're doing on our daily basis. Meaning when we were doing aesthetic nation, right? Like Brian said, trying to hide like the, I guess, rough, real, tell it how it is type attitude, no swearing, no, nothing like that, because there's a lot of sensitive motherfuckers in Calgary. A lot of people are like super anal about portraying a certain thing online. And when I would try to do lives, right, when I was working, when we were just doing a segregation before PT domination was even a thought, that's what we were trying to do, right? Don't swear, don't like attack anybody's insecurities, don't break down any excuses or justifications because it might piss people off. And we want, we don't want to be seen in a bad light which makes sense we have a team of like seven trainers and a lot of weren't mentally capable of handling the pressure right a lot of people didn't understand that which makes sense if you guys listen to this that's probably what you guys are thinking right i don't want to be seen in a bad light Um, i don't want people to criticize my live streams right but i physically couldn't do it guys when i'm talking about i physically couldn't do it you guys really want to see it go to my fucking facebook go to live streams and go all the way to the back and watch how fucking bad those things were. (laughs) I literally like would stutter like a motherfucker, like over and over and over again. And no joke, I'd start a live and then I'd stop it. I'd start a live and then I'd stop it. I'd start a live and then I'd stop it because I like, I couldn't speak properly. I'm like, Mm. I say fuck as (laughs) an adjective or an a noun throughout every fucking sentence I say. Okay, I need to say it or I'm not going to be able to speak. And then there was finally like a switching point when we got to the end of Aesthetic Nation where Brian was like, I'm done with fitness coaching. I'm not passionate about it anymore. All right. Other reasons. We'll deep dive into that shit in the future. And then he started transitioning to PT Domination. And when he transitioned to PT Domination, we were slowly growing it. I was coming in for like little guest trainings. And when I was coming in for guest trainings, I think I did. It was like a random training we did. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And Brian was like, yo, your realness popped the fuck off. This is now tough love with Coach Cole. This is what we need to do. And as soon as we unlocked that, it was just game over. Because then you're being yourself. Yeah, because it was like I was already kind of near the tipping point of not wanting to be a fitness coach anymore. Not because I don't enjoy it, but because me trying to act like somebody I wasn't was killing my inspiration for training people inspiration Mm -hmm. for fitness coaching etc but when I was able to speak openly the way I fucking do like you guys already know if you know anything about the business it just translated really fucking well and it spoke to certain people which don't get me wrong you either love me or you hate me but my tough love approach is going to tell you exactly what you need to hear (laughs) <laughs> Dude, so we do a tough love with Coach Cole every Wednesday in the academy. And every time I watch, I laugh my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, fucking, it gets me. You say some shit that I wish I could say. It's amazing. Yo, uh, it's just because there's like Gary V said this in one of his videos or a podcast or something like that. And a teacher asked him, all right, I might misquote this guy. So if you know what I'm talking about, don't get mad at me. Just go search it up. You'll be able to see exactly what he says. But a teacher asked him like, well, why do you swear so much? And he's like, 
what do you mean? She's like, why do you like curse all of your videos and everything like that? He's like, because like in my mind and in my heart and in my soul, it feels more better to me to like say, instead of like, I love my students, it's I fucking love my students. Like that is what I feel in my soul. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're about. When I heard that quote, I was like, I resonate with that so much. It's literally insane. Yes, that's just how it is. It's a fucking word. And if you're not yourself on social media, you're going to burn out 10 times as fast. So I just started being me. You don't Mm -hmm. like me? Cool. Unfollow me. Like the little button literally means nothing to me anymore. And as soon as I unlock that, everything just switched up and changed. So those people that are listening to this right now that might struggle with being themselves on social media, I actually want to touch on that for a second because if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I'm going to go say fuck on my social media. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. no. But you're not actually that person, then you shouldn't do that. What we are saying is like, if that is a part of your personality and like, that's how you communicate, then it might be more authentic for you to be that person on social media instead of pretending that like you're super Mr. Positive all the time and like yes. being yourself. But if you are the type of person that doesn't swear on social media and you believe in like keeping it clean, then do that because that's going to feel more aligned and that's going to feel more real. But my question for you, Cole, is like if somebody's struggling with being real on social media because they're afraid of being judged or they're afraid of the criticism or they're afraid of what their mom's going to say or they're afraid of what their clients are going to think of them, what would your advice be to that trainer that's afraid of getting judged and so they're holding back on being themselves? Fuck yeah, I got a good answer for this one. So first off, I want to say something. Guys, the reason why you want to be real in everything you do is because you're going to get caught being fake eventually, all right? When I wasn't swearing, wasn't acting the way I was, wasn't pushing my personality online, I was attracting clients I did not fuck with. Can you say that one more time? All right. When I wasn't being myself, wasn't swearing, wasn't acting like who I truly was online, I attracted clients I didn't fuck with. So (laughs) I would bring them into my program. And within 30 days, I was like, fuck this lazy person. They don't want to do anything. I don't fuck with this person's personality. I don't want them in my program anymore. That's Mm -hmm. why I experienced burnout as an online fitness coach. So Mm -hmm. make sure you're thinking about that shit. Like, yo, if you're acting all, I don't swear, I'm Miss Perfect, I don't ever fucking act out or say anything bad online. And then someone comes into your program and you're like, yo, why the fuck aren't you doing this? They're going to be like, whoa, this isn't the same person I hired as a coach. And they're not going to fuck with you. That's why Mm -hmm. you got to be the same person in every aspect. Now, what advice do I give to you guys if your parents don't agree with your fucking the way you act or social media or if you're scared of people's opinions get your fucking mindset right (laughs) like literally the easiest answer i can give you i don't give a fuck about anybody's opinion based off of one thing and that's my own personal value all right a lot of people do not like me okay (laughs) and i just know that when i say you either love me or you hate me i deeply mean that I know it for a fucking fact because I've had a lot of people come at me because they don't fuck with the way I say things. They don't like the way I break down people's excuses and justifications for where they are in life. They don't understand the things that I am breaking down to them on a daily basis. But that's not my fucking problem. All right. The way I look at it, guys, is I look at it in the grand scheme of things. If I'm not mistaken, there's like 37 million people in Canada. There's 7.8 billion on the planet. I might be wrong with that number, but last time I checked, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. If a million don't like me, I don't fucking care because there's 6 billion or or 7.7 billion that still might. I don't give a fuck about people's opinions because I know that my core group fucks with me. And as long as my core group fucks with me, I'm still going to keep elevating. One of the reasons I love you is because you always tell it like it is. Do you remember those stupid glasses that I was wearing? 
Oh my God, guys! Okay, listen here. This is no, I have the backstory. No, I don't have them. Good. So Brian, now if you guys watch any of his live streams, he's gonna go get them right now. So anybody who's watching this on the podcast, you might actually have to watch this video to see what we're talking about. So if you're no, watching you his podcast, all right, yeah. If you're listening to his podcast, go to his YouTube right now. Look at the glasses he's wearing. Okay, he's wearing these glasses, right? I was. They're, they're bent up, broken ass frames, and I saw him wearing them. No joke, guys. First video I saw, boom, called him up. Get those fucking things off your fucking face right now. I'm like, you are a successful business owner. What the fuck you wearing these like bent ass Franklin frames for? And the first thing I did as soon as that happened, I went and bought him a pair of glasses from movement.com. All right. The actual, no, Kelly, these are the good ones. All right. The ones from movement.com. He's got like a nice pair of aviators now. I'm dead. Because I just tell how it is. That's how it is. Guys, I don't believe in being somebody I'm not. Okay. So, and listen, my parents don't fuck with my attitude. All right. I have a very different relationship than a lot of people with their parents. But even with all of that aside, they still don't fuck with my attitude. They're like, Cole, why do you source so much online? You probably get your point across in a more respectful and professional way. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, what do you mean by respectful and professional? All right. That's my first question back to people. Well, you could probably get your point across in a more professional and respectful way. What do you mean by professional? The way I look at it as, and yo, this might be a very cocky thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyways, is most of the people who tell me I need to be more professional are making less money than me and haven't created as much as an impact as I have. So why don't you worry about yourself instead of worrying about what I'm doing? Fucking word. Obviously, what I'm fucking doing is goddamn working. Because I have 470 something clients in the community that I'm working with right now that I love helping and resonate with what I'm saying. So as long as you're yourself, people are going to resonate with you. If you act like someone you're not, people are going to see right fucking through you. Boom. Period. I love it. In every aspect. Man, there's a lot of people that say they don't have the money or they say they don't have the time or they will complain that they're not getting results when they're not putting the work in. And we see this all the time with our fitness clients, right? Oh like God. your fitness client will pay you, you know, for your program and then they won't follow it. And then they'll get mad at you because the program doesn't work. So what do you think about people that don't have the time or don't have the money? Like what would some tough love be for those people that don't have the time or the money, or they're not willing to put the work in, in order to see their lives change? Well, first off, it depends on the situation, obviously. Like there's a very big difference between people who say I don't have the time and who are literally already working every single minute of the day, but want to take on new things. The advice I have to those people is you need to figure out what's more important to you in life. All right. What are you doing right now that you really don't fuck with? All right. No joke, guys. Mine was online fitness coaching. All right. It took a lot for me to like really let that go completely. And I've still got a little bit of my foot in the door with that because I might be doing some things in the future. But Brian literally said like, yo, what do you think about just like leaving fitness coaching all together and coming into fucking PT domination like full time now, rather than just doing a couple trainings a week and like helping grow the business. And it was weird for me at first. But when I looked at it, I was like, listen, I really like this. I really want to do this, but I physically can't unless I let go of something. So I let go of the thing that was holding me back. And then I put my fucking time into this. Now, On the flip side of it, if I'm talking to the people who are saying I don't have time, but just are fucking doing nothing with their life. Pause. Let's define doing nothing because I really want to deep dive into this. If you're watching Netflix. Yeah, let's deep dive into this right now. If you're going out with your friends on Friday and Saturday and you're saying you don't have time. If you're watching NFL on fucking Sunday and you're saying you don't have time. What do you have to say to those people? You're a fucking joke. Straight up. <laughs> Guys, number one, the first thing I do, and I'll like walk through this process with people who say they don't have time. On prospect calls, on training calls with our PT domination clients, for my old fitness clients, when someone says they don't have time to me, I do three steps. 
number one is I ask them what their favorite show on Netflix is. And I do it in a very, and I, the reason why I do it is because I'm trying to deep dive into your mindset. So if I ask what your favorite show on Netflix is, and you get super excited and you tell me it's like orange is the new black. Okay. And you're like, it's all super dope. I'm like, Oh, what episode are you on? And you talk about it. Like you just watched it yesterday. I'm going to tell you to stop fucking watching the show because obviously you're watching it too much. And now I know what you're doing. The second thing I do is I ask you what your screen time looks like on your phone. All right. Everybody who's listening to this right now, either on the podcast or Brian's YouTube or on my podcast, I want you to literally look into this for a second. Okay. Open up your phone, go to the display and look at the screen time on all your apps and tell me what it says. All right. A lot of you do it right now, Brian, see what your fucking thing is at. It's no joke, guys. When you check out the screen minutes, five hours. So Brian, obviously he's building a business with his phone, but guys think about that. He's got five hours and 52 minutes on his phone. That's an insane amount of fucking time. And a lot of people don't realize that. All right. You need to put aside time for the things that are important to you, or you are never going to get to where you want to be. If you want to lose fucking weight and you say you don't have time, but you're fucking spending too much time on your phone or you're watching Netflix or you're fucking going out to the movies or going to the mall with your friends or, oh, I got a birthday party this weekend or whatever the case may be. It's not the fact that you want to lose weight. You just want people to be like, oh, great. It's awesome that you want to lose weight. All right. Fuck off. You're literally just looking for verbal gratification. That's literally all it is because mm. we all have the same amount of time in a day. One of our clients, Christine Cardanis, all right, with PT Domination. Christine, she's at 10K girl, already. A girl just hit 10K for the month in October, okay? She joined our level two mastermind. If I'm not, does she have two kids or one? Two kids. She had yeah, two, two kids. kids. There was one day this week where she got three hours of sleep. You guys hear that again? Say that again. There was one day this week where she got three hours of sleep. You guys know why? Because it's her fucking priority to put her goddamn work in for her business, for her kids, for her husband, to make money, to grow her fucking online training business. You need to put the fucking time in. We all have the same 1,440 minutes in a day. So if you see Brian saying it, it's not because he's better at anything than you are. He's just willing to put the fucking time in. All right. It's not the fact, like, even if you look back at my story, when I was grinding, getting like four hours of sleep a night, being an ironwork and everything else, it's not because I was better than any of the other trainers on the team or better than anybody else in my environment. I was just willing to literally sacrifice sleep because I wanted to achieve the things I wanted to achieve. There's a difference between saying, saying you're going to be the hardest worker in the room and showing that you're going to be the hardest worker in the room. There's two different exactly. things. Just because okay. you listen to fucking Eric Thomas doesn't mean you're a fucking beast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. straight up dude too many people listen to these motivational speakers and they're like yo i'm a fucking beast i want to be the best worker in the room and then you do nothing you yeah. can't be a lion if you're acting like a kitty cat yo okay? i'm fucking with you bro i'm like guys that you see it in my actions like if you look at like my actions i'm 28 years old i still have a lot to learn i'm still growing i'm still grinding i'm still like progressing in my life and for me to hit top 50 business podcast in 2020, it's nothing other than fucking work ethic, bro. Like every fucking day, this kid went live. We're in Bali. He's on his podcast. We're in fucking different vacation. He's on his fucking podcast. No matter what, dude, we'll be in Bali. And these kids are like, yo, like come out with me. I'm like, I got to do the podcast at this time because I committed to it every single day. And they're like, I think I might work a little bit much and I might, <laughs> but you guys get the point. It's put the fucking work in. Like yeah. execute, like you have the time. I work up at 4 a.m. every single day. I don't have time either. I'm running a business where I have 470 active clients. I have a fiance. I have 12-year-old stepdaughter. I'm working on my fitness goals. And all of those things take time. So you know what? I wake up at 4 a.m. every single day so that I can work on my goals, so that I can work on my vision, so I can work on my business. And side note, guys, a little bit of a backstory. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, fuck, man, I can't wake up at 4 a.m. because uh, <laughs> like that's crazy. I don't wake up at 4 a.m. I wake up at 6 a.m. and I work until midnight. All right, where Brian works until around fucking 
7, 8 p.m. All right. Figure out what works for you and put the fucking work in. Because if you want to achieve your goals, you got to fucking implement. All right. You got to do the fucking work. Nobody gives a shit that you're tired. Nobody gives a shit that you might not have time. Nobody cares that you have to work another job while trying to build your online business. Nobody cares that you have a birthday coming up, even though you want to lose weight. They don't. You need to figure out a fucking time to put the work into your goals. Here's why nobody cares. Because you can't go to your landlord and you can't say, hey, bro, man, I've been really tired this month. And so I haven't really been able to work on my online business. And I haven't signed any clients because I've been really tired. So would you mind giving me like a pass on rent this month? Yeah. You can't go to fucking, you can't go to university and be like, yo, like I'm so exhausted from school and like from working and like vacations and partying. Can you just not take any more of my money for this month? (laughs) No. From partying. partying. Like, fuck man. You can't go to a dealership like Brian was going to say and be like, yo, I've been like just so stressed out with family shit and work and home life and all these other things. And I just haven't been able to put time in to make a little bit more money. So can I just not pay my car payment for this month? It's not going to happen. They're still going to take your money. Life is always going to be there. All right. Life doesn't care about your problems. It's going to keep happening. I love it. Bro, is there any final pieces of advice for those people that are looking to kill the sheep mindset forever and develop a wolf-ass mindset? Dude, just listen to what the fuck Brian says. Okay, guys, like when we're talking about morning routines, like guys, on my podcast that I just started, the Wake Up With The Wolf podcast. I By the way, where do they find you? Tell, plug. Oh story. yeah, touche. Guys, if you want to check me out on any social medias, it's at Cole Lewis De Silva on Instagram. Or if you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I just launched a new podcast called the wake up with the wolf podcast in the morning where we're going to be breaking down wolf mindsets, breaking down excuses and justifications for people's laziness, et cetera. But on that one, I did a podcast talking about my morning routine. I developed this morning routine from different things I took out of motivational speakers, listening to what Brian told me and what works for me. All right. Brian has a morning routine that works for him. The best advice I could give you guys is to listen to the people that are more successful than you. All right. I hate being surrounded by people who are less successful than me. It bothers the shit out of me. I don't like being around lazy people because I know I'm not going to get anywhere. So if you want to achieve anything in life when it's business related, goals related, fitness related, whatever the case may be, listen to people who are more successful than you. All right. And implement. Don't just listen and not do anything. Like if you guys are listening to Brian's podcast, no joke. If you guys actually did what the fuck he said in the last, what episode is this, dog? You've done like 256. 256. If you guys actually listen and implement it on everything he fucking said over the last 256 episodes, you would have a business that was successful by now. If you're listening to this right now and you don't, because you're not implemented, period. Like, period. You need to do the work. Listen and implement. Listen and implement. That's the best advice I could give you because as long as you follow the blueprint and you implement the things that are told to you, you're going to be successful in life. Yo, so I'm going to give you guys one little kind of like summary on Cole De Silva. Cole De Silva, five years ago, was an iron worker who was addicted to Percocets. He was drinking all the time, drinking at two six a day. And fucking, this is like five years later. Now he's a partner with me in PT Domination. We run a business with over 470 active clients right now. We've helped 76 students break $10,000 a month. We're about, it's going to be 77 actually today. Right Shout away. Out. Yeah, she's going to hit it today. $25 away from number 77. Yeah. 77 students breaking $10,000 a month. And now, bro, like you just... Just bought your dream house dude it was so in the last five years i've been able to grow this business with you which has literally exploded more than we ever thought it was literally insane a million dollars before 30 years old bro yeah i'm 26 guys okay so a million dollars before fucking 30 years old i just bought fucking my first amazing house with julia just got fucking married to her 
All right. Just bought my first dream car, a fucking a Mercedes C300. Love it to death. I was able to retire Julia out of her job so she could do whatever she wanted with her fucking life instead of working in a fucking construction job that she hates. Yo, life is good. All right. A lot of things have happened in the last five years. And it all comes down to like really just working and implementing and deep diving into your mindset. Bro, that's lit. Mm -hmm. Fire. Fuck yeah. Guys, if you got value from this episode, what I want you to do is go check Cole's Instagram out at Louis Silva and the Wake Up With The Wolf podcast. If you want to connect with Cole Moore and you vibe with his mindset, this is my business partner. Like you guys see me, I'm the soft guy, right? I'm the guy that's like coming at you with straight value on the podcast. And Cole's my right hand man that like helps me keep the business in line and just keeps me in check too. He holds me accountable to my goals. So you guys are going to see Cole on the podcast a lot more Hell every yeah. week. Cole's coming on the podcast. If you guys got value from this, get ready because be Mark Fit and Cole are about to throw down every single week. Let's fucking go, guys. I'm super amped up to be talking to you more. Let's get it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. We will see you guys on tomorrow's episode and we'll talk to you soon.